At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi, I'm Ron Barr, and this is today's edition of Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network. Roy Williams joins us on Sports Byline. On April 1st, 2021, the official UNC basketball Twitter account tweeted, After 33 years as a Hall of Fame head coach, our beloved Tar Heel Roy Williams is announcing his retirement. Thank you for all you have done and meant to everyone who plays and loves our game. Roy Williams joins us on Sports Byline. And, Roy, have you had a chance to grasp and appreciate your career? You know, Ron, I really have not. And, but maybe it's because I haven't tried to. But I have seen like six Little League games, four flag football <laughs> games. Uh, uh, my daughter's dance recital. She owns a dance studio and even the national competition uh, for them. And uh, so I've done some things that I haven't been able to do in the past. But just to sit back and think about those 33 years. No, I, I haven't done that. Uh, uh, I don't want to think, cause then I'll think I'm about ready to croak. So I'd rather just <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and uh, do some other things. And I've been around the athletic department a little bit, trying to help on some things and I'll still be doing something. Tom Landry, the former Dallas Cowboy coach, I asked him after he had retired, I said, what's the biggest difference for you? He says, I get a chance to see the leaves turn in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> he said something. And, and I thought about that in terms of you because I know the activity and what's involved with being a head coach uh, year-round to some degree. And I'm just wondering, what have you noticed about, uh, about life that maybe you didn't see because of all the activities you had or surrounding your career? Well, it is a little unusual. People won't understand it, but I don't have to make those recruiting calls every single night. <laughs> so it seemed like that every night, oh, my gosh, I've got to make this call or that call. And, and I loved promoting our university and uh, and did it Kansas as well, Kansas and North Carolina both. But I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is not having to make all those uh, uh, phone calls at night because uh, it is, it's about the players and uh, you've got to keep recruiting, got to keep your eyes open and evaluating all the time. And that's the biggest thing. And I guess uh, one thing has slowed down a little, but not a lot is the amount of request of uh, uh, people wanting a little bit of your time, but I've always thought that was a great thing too, because that meant that they uh, 
really liked what you did or said. So that hasn't slowed down as much as I thought it would. But, again, that's a good thing, too, because uh, uh, just what I said there. But the biggest thing is just having more time for my family, doing more things, uh, sitting in a chair, uh, playing a little more golf. uh, uh, But uh, being with the family and seeing the grandchildren has been a lot of fun. Head basketball coach at North Carolina for 18 seasons. After 15 years as the head coach at Kansas, you've been inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame and the Basketball Hall of Fame. And you've been inducted into the Naismith and College Basketball Hall of Fame, as I said. But your coaching career started at Charles D. Owen High School. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, it was uh, just graduated. I stayed one next year and got a master's degree in uh, so I was graduating in spring of uh, 73. I had to go one session of summer school to take two more courses. And uh, all of a sudden, I got a call from uh, uh, an elementary school principal of mine, who was an elementary school principal at a, another school in the community, called and told me that I needed to stop by Charles D. Owen High School on the way back to school. And this was spring break. And uh, so Mr. L- I mean, uh, Mr. Estes, I don't know if I've got time. He said, you better have time because you go over and talk to that man. He's going to hire you as the head basketball coach. And, <laughs> and uh, luckily for me, I'd made time and uh, tell everybody that interviewed 10 people and had offered them to five and everybody said no, but I said yes. So uh, <laughs> uh, in the spring of that graduate school year uh, for spring break, uh, I was hired as the head basketball coach at Owen and uh few weeks later he asked me if i could coach football also and and i said i would but i knew i wasn't going to be very good at it and then a couple of weeks after that he asked me he said i hate to do this but i need you to coach a spring sport as well and so i said which one are you talking about and he said uh, i'll give you a choice baseball or golf and i said i'll take golf and that was the best decision i ever made and uh so that's what it was for five years and i became the athletic director a couple of years later but it was kids there were fantastic and tried their hardest for me and gave me a chance. How did you end up going to North Carolina where you played on the JV team? It it was pretty easy for me. I'd never even considered going to college or anything like that. Uh, Education was not in my family. Uh, uh, My mom had quit school in the 10th grade. She was a very intelligent but yet uneducated person and my dad had quit school in sixth grade and they had separated uh, a few times and finally the last time when I was 11 and uh, all of a sudden my high school basketball coach started talking to me about uh, uh, going to college first person that ever mentioned going to college to me and uh, his name was Buddy Baldwin and uh, he was and still is a great influence on my life he's 81 years old and uh, I played golf with him this Saturday morning and uh, uh, but he had gone to North Carolina and he thought coach Smith was a tremendous coach uh, I had already told him that I wanted to be a coach I specifically wanted to be a basketball coach and he told me he thought it'd be great if I'd go to North Carolina and watch coach Smith and I'd be able to learn some things and uh, so I played on the freshman team and uh, Bill Guthridge was our freshman coach and it was a great scenario they had seven guys on scholarship, so they were going to make it. We had 77 people try out, so there were 70 people trying out for those other eight spots. And fortunately for me, I was one of those guys that uh, got it. And so played freshman. Uh, I practiced every day. Let's put it that way. There wasn't a lot of play, and I wasn't very good. Uh, but uh, So I learned a great deal from Coach Guthridge at that time. And then later on, uh, even as a student, I would come and watch either the freshman practices or – Coach Smith's varsity practices, and even they they were closed, but they allowed me to come in and 
and I took notes even from those practices that during those years I was still a college student. What struck you the most about Coach Smith when you met him for the first time? Oh, I think, uh, you know, I had him in such a, on such a high pedestal because it was just from listening to Coach Baldwin talk about him. And uh, as freshmen, we sat right behind the bench. And during timeouts, we stood up. And so the, the fans, the spectators were not staring down right into the huddle. They were staring at the back of our head and our shoulders because <laughs> we were sort of covering. And so I heard uh, Coach Smith during timeout. And uh, to me, the biggest thing I got him is he never, ever, uh, lost his composure about anything. He would get upset, but it would be a one, two, three second thing, and then he would still be talking to the kids, the players, and the tone that he coached in every day. And I think the, his composure and his organization uh, was the things that hit me more than anything else. You know, I'm taking a look at a list of the successful players in the NBA that uh, he coached, and of course you were part of that program uh, as an assistant coach. And one of the things I've always respected about you, Roy, is that you carried on his approach about dealing with players and kids. Now, I'm looking at Michael Jordan, Larry Brown, James Worthy, Sam Perkins, Phil Ford, Bob McAdoo, and I could go on and on and on. What was that style about him that you picked up and carried on yourself? Well, I've always said that Coach Smith was the best coach I'd ever seen on the court, but he was far better off the court. And because of his concern for the uh, our players and uh, away from the court their entire lives, their families, and that was something that I tried to match and came nowhere near matching what he actually did with the, with the former players after they left and the current players and their families, even while they were there. And for him, it was about a family. And everybody promotes that and says that we're family, we're family. But nobody's ever done it like North Carolina's done forever. I mean, when Frank McGuire bringing the guys from New York City and then Coach Smith for 30, 37 years, 37 or 39 years, I can't remember which one. But that's what I tried to do is to make sure that if, if I'll put it to you this way, Ron, if I was only concerned about the rebounds or number of assists they had, I wasn't a very good coach. <laughs> and uh, because to me, uh, my high school coach, as I said, Buddy Baldwin had the greatest influence on me. And I've never even talked about what we did on the basketball court one time in my whole life. It's just the influence that he had on my life. And so from Buddy Baldwin and then seeing Coach Smith, I had two great teachers. We only have 90 seconds before we have to break. But, Roy, one of the things that has stood out to me about you, about Coach Smith, and about the North Carolina program is you get a kid into that program and you don't mess him up in any particular way. Tell me a little bit about that philosophy. Well, what we tried to do is recruit very good kids who would be focused on trying to be the best teammate for others and being the best player they could be. And whether it was Michael Jordan or James Worthy or Phil Ford or Tyler Hansbrough, Marcus Page, all those guys fit into that mold. And uh, in doing that, we tried to get them to focus on our team, knowing that they as individuals would be taken care of as well because we knew that our job was to win games or we were going to be fired. There's no doubt about that. But our job 1A was to help each player reach their own individual dreams and goals. And I think that Coach Smith never lost sight of that. And, and I like to think that I uh, emphasized that enough that the kid understood I was never going to lose sight of what he, he wanted personally. In about 30 seconds, how challenging was that to keep that philosophy ongoing every year? It got really challenging the last several years. <laughs> the, the whole thing changed so much. The power of the 
NBA and the lure of the NBA dollar and lifestyle is just something that's hard to hard to even handle. We're talking with Roy Williams again on April 1st, 2021. He was announced that he is retiring from college basketball and, of course, an outstanding career, 33 years split between the University of Kansas and also North Carolina. And he won three championships at North Carolina, which we'll talk about as we continue across the country and around the world. Good to have you with us here on America's Sports Talk Show, Sports Byline. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I so love our conversations, Roy. <laughs> well, Just I appreciate it, Ron. You're easy to visit with. And if I ever get too long-winded, just cut me off. <laughs> You're never, never. Okay, I'm ready to go. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Royce, <clears throat> Roy Williams is with us here on Sports Byline. We're talking about his fine 33-year career, Hall of Fame career as a basketball coach, not only at Kansas, but, of course, at North Carolina as well. After 10 years at North Carolina under Dean Smith, you decided to uh, go out on your own. Tell me about that decision, because it could not have been easy, and how did he play into that decision? Instrumentally, what did he tell you to do? Well, you know, Ron, it was a it was a very emotional thing for me to leave North Carolina because I'd gone to school there and I'd uh, been there for ten years and I'd had some uh, opportunities to leave, but I never felt like it was the right thing. And then all of a sudden, Kansas came along. And the humorous part is that when Larry Brown and they just won the national championship and he's leaving to go to the San Antonio Spurs, and the athletic director at Kansas felt like he needed to call Coach Smith to at least ask him if he would come back home since Coach had been a Kansas player himself. And he said, well, no, since they named the building after me here, I better stay here. But I won't, before it's over with, I think you'll be very impressed if you'll uh, give one of my assistants, Roy Williams, an opportunity. And that was his, his talk with Bob Frederick, who was the AD uh, at Kansas at that time. And so I jokingly say, but it's pretty close to being actual facts, is that I think I was the 93rd person that they really wanted, but the other 92 <laughs> said no, or they, or they said no to them. But uh, Coach Smith had such an influence at Kansas. And on our staff at North Carolina was also Dick Harp, who had been an assistant coach at Kansas 
when Coach Smith was on the team way back in 52 when they won the national championship. And then Coach Hart became the head coach at Kansas, and he still had tremendous, tremendous uh, friends and influential people and contacts in Kansas. If it hadn't been for those two, they never would have given the Kansas job to Roy Williams, but they had so much respect and uh, trust in Coach Smith and Coach Harp. They convinced Bob Frederick. He, he and I sat down for a two-hour meeting in the Atlanta airport to Delta Crown Room, and then I went back and met with the committee, and uh, fortunately for me, they decided they wanted me to be the coach, but it was really a tremendously difficult thing just leaving North Carolina because North Carolina was home. But at the same time, Kansas basketball was as big as it could be. And uh, I trusted Bob Frederick and Chancellor Gene Beauty, and uh, they were fantastic to me. And, and it worked out okay. We had 15 uh, years that we were proud of. At Kansas, you took the Jayhawks to four Final Four appearances, two national championship games, and you won nine conference titles. How long before you knew you had established your program at Kansas? What were the big challenges in the early going of that, Roy? You know, Ron, it was it was unusual because they had just won the national championship. Now they had lost Chris Piper, who was the best defensive player they had and the defensive guy and everything around the basket. And they had lost Danny Manning, who was the national player of the year, and a few more guys. But we had some guys back that had played in the national championship game, and they were the key. The first day I walked in and met with them, they gave me a chance. I'm being very sincere. They gave me a chance. There was never any doubt in their mind that we were going to be okay. They tried to do what I asked them to do uh, as well as they possibly could. And that was the whole key is those kids gave me a chance. Uh, brought in an all-new staff, and they didn't know anybody. And all of a sudden, we're their coaching team that just won the national championship. But, you know, Kevin Pritchard, who's general manager of the Indiana Pacers right now, Jeff Gellner, who still lives in Kansas City, Mark Randall, who became an all-conference player for us, uh, Scooter Berry, all those guys, just give Milton Newton, who's a assistant GM in the NBA right now. Those guys gave us a chance. And the first year, we had tremendous number of injuries and not enough uh, – bodies to put out there on the court at certain times but we ended up 19 and 12 and uh, uh, because of the probation that we'd received uh, from what had happened before we didn't get a chance to play in the tournament and then the next year uh, we had those guys most a lot of them coming back and had a couple of new guys that we'd recruited and we ended up winning 30 games and so the kids were the key that they gave us the chance right from day one and we won games, and so the fans and everybody else said, well, this guy must be okay because we win 30 games. And it was not difficult from a coaching standpoint because of those kids, because they just accepted what I asked. I'm uh, looking at the list of players you had at Kansas, uh, just some of them, Rex Walters, Jacques uh, Vaughn, also Paul Pierce, Aaron Miles and Drew Gooden. And the one thing I remember in talking to Rex Walters about you when he was at Kansas, he said, we always believed in our coach. And I thought that was a very striking comment. Establishing that with a ball player is a real challenge, especially maybe a young and a talented one who came out of high school with a lot of accolades. How did you do that? Well, you're right. And that's, that's been a bigger challenge, I think, over the last well, from 33 years ago to the right now, it's it's unbelievable change. But, again, they trusted me from the first day. And one other thing I told them, they would never work as hard as I worked. I didn't care what it was. And, and they, they were able to see that. They were able to see us being there late at night, being there early in the morning, and, 
given some things that we thought would work in the games, and oh my goodness, they did work. Hey, this guy's pretty good. And so, you know, they, they, I'll go back to it again: the trust that they gave us, and then after those first two years, uh, then we brought had another couple of guys come in in our third year. We went to the national championship game and upset, uh, I think it was number two, number three, and number four ranked teams in the country to get to the national championship game. So that early success made the new players coming in even trust in us right off the bat, too, because we had been successful. They had seen us on national television. But uh, uh, that, that core group of kids, those first two years particularly, were the key for everything that Roy Williams has uh, been able to do. One of the things that has always bothered me and concerned me about uh, particularly collegiate sports is is that if you do your job and do it well and you have great success, that becomes the measuring stick for what you do going forward. And I mentioned about you took the Jayhawks to four Final Four appearances, two national championship games, did not win a national championship, and I've never understood people not being comfortable with great success. Doesn't mean you win a championship, but great success, and you did that. How does one deal with that, since that's the only measuring stick when you've had early success at a program? Well, especially a place like Kansas, because our goal was to win the national championship. But uh, I was there in 96 or 97, I think it was. We had a 100-year celebration. Well, in those 100 years, we had only won two national championships. That was in 52 and uh, and, uh, 88. And so... Uh, that was our goal every year, but it's hard to do. And so, you know, a lot of the people wanted that as a goal and would accept almost nothing nothing less. And that was okay because that's the way I felt. I wanted to accept almost nothing less. Now, some people might go overboard and made it more difficult, but uh, I had such tremendous uh, support there. I never felt like any day was, was it a failure because – we hadn't won a national championship, and in uh, my last two years, in fact, we went to the Final Four in 2002 and lost in the national championship game in 2003 uh, to Syracuse. And so we were still there knocking on the door, uh, but we were also taking care of our uh, business in our own league, uh, won the league conference championship nine out of those 15 years. And so there was success. I wanted more myself. I told him I had more desire to win a national championship than my little finger than every Kansas support had put together. But uh, I just had tremendous support. And as long as we were coming close and having good teams and good kids and presenting that good image of a college student athlete, I felt like I had tremendous support at Kansas. We have about 90 seconds before we have to break again. The decision to go to Kansas was a tough decision. The decision to come back to North Carolina, was that as troublesome for you to make that decision as well? Uh, very much so, because Kansas had become my program. I had recruited those kids, and it was like leaving my family. But we had changed athletic directors, and that had changed my job and the support. I felt a great deal, and it was a little more uh, uh, anxiety every day and a little more f- uh, frustration every day. And uh, I had promised Nick Collison that I would be there throughout his entire career. And he was a senior in 2003, and then all of a sudden, North Carolina came, and it was an it was not an easy thing, but it was uh, I did have some reasons that I thought it was coming back was best, and I made that decision. Also, I would assume that you needed to close the book on Kansas. That when you walked off that campus for the last time, you really felt you needed to be comfortable with what you had done during that period of time. Am I correct in that observation, Roy? 
Yes, very much so. I felt good about what we had done those 15 years, the kind of student-athletes that we had brought in, the way they represented Kansas. And, yes, we won some games too, but I felt very comfortable. Yes, I had that desire to win a national championship, but I did feel comfortable when I left. Is there any one game during your your Kansas tenure that really sticks out in your mind today when you think back on it? The last one, playing for the national championship against uh, (laughs) Syracuse. And uh, we were down 18 in the first half and came back. And at the end of the game, we had the last two shots, even though one of them was just a a throw-up. But we had the last two shots to tie the game. And uh, we lost by three to Syracuse, Carmelo Anthony, Jerry McNamara, and those guys in uh, in the national championship game. And I think we were like 12 for 31 from the foul line. And uh, that usually gets you beat, and it did get us beat that night. But that game sticks out more than any other game. Roy Williams is with us, and we'll talk about his return again to North Carolina as the head coach there and his three national championships as we continue on Sports Byline. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast. Roy Williams has joined us here on Sports Byline, as I mentioned, after being a head coach for the first time at Kansas. Uh, he returned to his alma mater, which was North Carolina, and you win your first national championships when you uh, defeated Illinois. Tell me about that season and also that championship. Well, it was my, our second year back, and I say I start to say my, but it was our whole staff. Was, I had a wonderful, wonderful staff at Kansas and at North Carolina Joe Holliday, Jerry Green, Steve Robinson, Kevin Stallings, Mark Turgeon. I mean, my gosh, and then got and had two former players, Jared Hass and C.B. McGrath, to join us in North Carolina. But the first year, we uh, uh, they uh, we had a bunch of young guys. We needed a little more depth. We won 19 games, went to the tournament, got beat in the second round. And I had promised the kids that uh, uh, North Carolina had not been in the tournament for two years in a row, so – my first year, I said, if you do what I ask you to do, uh, we'll make the tournament, and then we'll get a little help recruiting-wise, and we'll have a chance to win the whole blessed thing my second year. And I really believed that. And so we won 19, went to the tournament our first year. Those guys came back. We added a couple of recruits, and then all of a sudden, we were one of the top two teams in the country the entire year. 
in Illinois was just fantastic. And in fact, I clipped, uh, made some clips from some of the Illinois games and showed my team about what I thought team play really looked like. And we were very gifted. I mean, we really had some, we had four guys that eventually were drafted in a lottery. And so we were very gifted. It was just a push to make sure that uh, we played together as a team. We pushed that all year. And then we got a little help. Uh, uh, Sean May just worked so hard in the offseason, became a totally different player during our second year. And uh, then we got a little help even the morning of the national championship game because a big headline in the paper was talent versus team. And they said straight out that we had great talent, but we were not a team. And I challenged our guys, and and we played great and beat a fantastic Illinois team, seventy-five to seventy, and just a a great thrill for all those guys. You again led the Tar Heels to a national title. This comes in two thousand nine, and it was against Michigan State. What was the turning point in that game? When we walked out on the court, I mean, we were just better on it. We had played Michigan State in Detroit in the regular season and won by twenty or something like that. And so it was during the downturn in the economy and uh, in Detroit, and everybody's talking about how good it would be for uh, Michigan if Michigan State would win for the, their economy and everything going on in the state of Michigan. And I told them I wanted everything to be much better for them, but let's put it off for another day. And I told our team that let's not worry about what's going to be good for Michigan, uh, the state of Michigan. Let's go out and play our tails off and uh uh, we were just better. Tom Izzo was one of my great friends, and uh, but we were just better than they were. Uh, uh, we won every game in the turn by 12 points or more, and we were up like 21 at half. Tyler Hansbrough and Ty Lawson, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, Ed Davis, uh, Deion Top, those guys, we were just really good. And, uh, uh, you know, I never thought about just winning a national championship, but all of a sudden I look up at the clock and there's like a minute to play and we're still up 20 and we got those last five guys off the bench and to send them in and the horn blew and standing right in front of me was Tyler Hansbrough. And he just gave me the biggest old bear hug, almost broke my daggum back. It was a, uh, <laughs> but that was one of the great, great moments for us. One of the things I know is how tough it is to get to the tournament, how tough it is to get to the final four and how tough it is to win a championship. And I'm just wondering in that 2015, 2016 final four, uh, where you played against Villanova in the championship game. Uh, losses are tough for coaches to deal with. But I would think, uh, as I watched that game and knowing you as I do, that you you just really could accept that because you know you got everything out of your team and that that's just the things that happen in sports. Am I right about that observation? Yeah, I think so, Ron. I think that that was a team that I think did get better and better and better and you know we knew we were going to be pretty good because we had Marcus Page and Bryce Johnson and some young guys too and uh, we played well we played well in the tournament we had won the ACC regular season then we won the ACC tournament so we had a lot of confidence going in and we played poorly during the Villanova game and they had a lot to do with it because they were good and all of a sudden we're down 10 and late in the game and we made a comeback and Marcus Page made the most miraculous shot I've ever seen in basketball and tied it up and uh, then we thought we would have a chance to go into overtime but four point eight seconds I think they've got it out of bounds and Chris Jenkins makes a big three and as soon as he let him go I knew it was going in and the horn went off and it was just uh, uh, the hardest thing for me at that time was what to say to my team and so I was sitting outside in a little holding area outside of our locker room. And I was pretty down. You know, my head's bent over, my hands, 
my head is in my hands and all of a sudden somebody came up behind me and gave me a bear, bear hug and I turned around and looked and it was Michael Jordan and I helped recruit and help mm-hmm. coach Michael and I said Michael I just don't want to say don't know what to say to my team and uh, I said would you go in there and just tell them how proud you are and Michael went in there and that's what he said told that team how proud he was and those kind of things always help. And in fact, Marcus Page had his head in a towel and he was crying. And all of a sudden he realized that it wasn't Coach Williams's voice is what he told me. And he looked up and there is Michael. And so then I went up and talked to that group and said, for Bryce Johnson, Marcus Page, this is not going to help you. But for everybody else, I want you to use this as fuel to work as hard as you possibly can, then more in the summer because I want to be back next year at this same place. And for Marcus and Bryce, you've taken me on a wonderful ride, and I appreciate it, and I love you. And that's as the hardest meeting I've ever had in a locker room with the team. Your third national championship comes in 2017 when you led the Tar Heels to a win against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I've known Mark Few for a very, very long time, and what he's done up there in the Northwest at a um, you know, kind of a small school up there is just amazing. When you went into that game, were you concerned uh, in any way that, you know, it was a, a smaller school against a bigger school like North Carolina? How did you approach that championship game? Well, Mark is one of my best friends also, and we visit a lot and have some fun off the court a great deal of time. And I uh, did have a tremendous amount of respect for Mark and his team. And we never one time talked about a small school versus a big school because you could still put five guys out on the court at the same time just like they could. But we had tremendous respect for Mark and the Gonzaga team. And it was a close game. I mean, it was going either way. And fortunately, there were three big plays at the end of the game. We made all three of the big plays be a positive for us. Uh, but the big school, little school, we never even talked about that at all because we had so much respect for Mark and the Gonzaga team. You know, if you take a look at your career, it's almost 50 years as being a coach, a coach either at the high school level or certainly an assistant coach at North Carolina and then on to Kansas and back to North Carolina. You have had an opportunity, Roy, to watch the game change, to watch the players change, to watch the media change and everything. And I know it bothered you a little bit toward the end when you made the announcement about retiring, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier in this interview about how things had happened, and I'm, I'm sure like you and Mike Krzyzewski and other coaches like that, you're not happy with what you're seeing. Is this just a normal process, or how do you read what has happened to uh, to college athletics and sports and basketball in particular? Well, in basketball particularly, because that's all of my uh, observations from up close. Everything else has been from a distance. and The game has changed so much, and we as coaches have to change with it, and and I feel like we did that. I feel like for the 48 years I was a coach, I changed in some of the preparation for games. I changed in dealing with my players. But, uh, you know, the, the biggest change in college basketball, in my opinion, is how unimportant it is at certain times, particularly for the top-level players and their families. And, and you can't blame them because the NBA is such a strong animal out there with, uh, uh, with the success that you can have as a player from – playing in the NBA, what you can do financially for you and your family. I mean, it's it's that big carrot out there that you can't, can't help but keep your eyes on. But it has changed the focus, I think, from college basketball and enjoying college sports as just college sports. And uh, I think that is 
something that we all have changed. Uh, Mike Shashevsky, as he said, when he announced his retirement, we have to change all the time. But there have been more dramatic changes over the last uh, five to 15 years for sure. Even the last three have been very dramatic. And with name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal, they're changing quickly now. That had nothing to do with me making the decision to retire. It's just what I said. People thought my friends were worried that I was sick or something. And I said, no. I said, it's just a fact of the matter that I just did not think I was doing as good a job as I had done in the past. And the biggest thing was getting the kids to focus on our team and what's happening now. And uh, the, the things going on on the outside are just so dramatic and takes the kids and the family's attention away. But these coaches, the Mark Fuse, the Tom Izzo's, in the world of Tubby Smith, even old guy like Tubby and me. I mean, those guys are still coaching. They're going to make changes, and college basketball is still going to be big, but it is changing dramatically these last three years. You've got to help me here because of all the things you just talked about, the one thing that has changed the most, and I don't know how you put up with this, was social media being involved <laughs> with yeah. kids that are impressionable at 18, 19, and 20 years old. I don't know how a coach deals with that. There is no magic potion. There is no play that you can put in <laughs> that will oh. deal with that, Roy. You're exactly right. In the social media and the things that go on with the youngsters nowadays, it is uh, it is a dramatic change. And I've done this a couple of times, not many, but a couple of times, uh, uh, telling them we're getting on the bus to make a trip to put their phones in a basket in the front seat. <laughs> and you know what they have to do then? They have to talk to their teammates instead of uh, staring at the phone or texting somebody or calling somebody. And it is it's uh, social media out there. A kid can be very, very happy, and someone can post something on social media, a negative, and all of a sudden the kid, well, I wonder if I should think about that. You know, because they do believe the written word when they see it, and the written word is not always the right word. I want to point out something uh, to everybody around the country and around the world is is that I've often heard fans talk about how much coaches are being paid, no matter whether it's football or basketball and everything else. But I want everybody to know that Roy and his wife, Wanda, donated $3 million to the University of North Carolina to support various scholarships for UNC. And Roy also donated 600000 in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic to provide scholarships for an extra year of eligibility for UNC spring sport athletes who had their 2020 seasons cut short. When I read that, I just smiled, knowing you as I know, and I, I just always have felt it's unfair to criticize people when they maybe don't know all that they do uh, in society. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts in a pro, you know, approaching that sort of situation. Well, Ron, I think you said it right there yourself. And uh, I, every name that I gave you, I, said, I mentioned Tom Izzo, Mark Pugh, Tubby Smith, Lon, Lon Kruger. I can go on and on. I don't know of one of my guys that is really a close friend that's been in a long time ever got into coaching for money. My first year as a college coach was 1978-79 and 79-80, excuse me. And I made $2,700 for the year. I sold calendars. I drove copies of TV shows for football and basketball. I got into it because I wanted to be a coach. And then I decided I wanted to be a college coach. And I think every one of those guys that I mentioned and hundreds more uh, got in because it was important to them. I don't think any of the old coaches got into it for money. Yeah, we make a lot of money now. 
when I made $2,700 my first year, there was no way I could have given anybody anything. But over 33 years as a head coach, we've made a lot of money, and Wanda and I have always felt that uh, it's good to share with people, and we've done that forever. And it's just all of a sudden here at the end it came in such a, a big number because there were some things going on that made it difficult. I mean, our university was in tough shape financially because of COVID and students not being on campus, the dorms not being open, the money not coming in to have the workers in the dorms. I mean, it was just a tough situation. And I also believe in some of the programs we have to dramatically about the Carolina Covenant is scholarships to uh, kids who financially would not be able to go to North Carolina. So we gave that. I've always wanted to give something back to the basketball program. So we endowed a scholarship there. And Wanda had a great idea. Our son, Scott, uh, played on the uh, team. He played two years as JV and two years as a walk-on. And so we uh, endowed the 13th scholarship because he was the 13th man. And our daughter went to school in North Carolina, was a dancer for the football and basketball seasons. So we love North Carolina, and we felt like us giving something back. Uh, uh, the chancellor had the uh, uh, scholarship science scholars for trying to get more diversity in our science and medical field. And so we gave money to things that we truly believe in, and it is true. The more you give, the more you receive. And I've never in my life uh, felt like that I'd take any job. In fact, I was offered many jobs in the NBA that would have paid me much more money than I had in college, but I never made a decision in my life based on money. Roy, I want to thank you very much for your kindness to me over the years, your friendship, and to be able to follow this great career that you've had. Take care, my friend. Well, Ron, thank you very much. And as I said, I do remember the first interview, my first year at Kansas. So you've been a great guy and a great friend. I appreciate it. And you have a good summer. Roy Williams, a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame person. We continue on Sports Byline. You have been listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.